Dutch is a lifelong early adopter and trend discoverer. Chris is a philosopher, engineer, and futurist. Together, they are oddly incorrect. Hello, 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 hello. Hey, there he is. What's with that echo, 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 echo? I'm here and here and here and here. You want me to say it again? No, no, no. Am I thought I heard echoes, echoes, echoes. Well, that's because you're echo, echo, echo. <laughs> I'm echo, echo, echoing. Yes, if I can get it out. So I'm, uh, I'll give you a heads up. Um, I'm less hard. I was talking to my sister because today is my birthday. Oh, congratulations. Uh, well, thank you. I made it another year. But I was being, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is I was less articulate with her this morning. So there's no telling what you're going to get today. Oh, boy. So it's going to be a fun day then. <laughs> uh, there's no telling what is going to come out of There's My friends used to tell me just because it rattles around in your head doesn't mean it comes out of your mouth. Or it should come out of your mouth, right? <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's meaning that you need to put a filter on it. So guys. Uh, We'll, no, we'll you what, do not what, need you do not need to put a filter on it. Come on. But self-centering is the only centering I believe in. That's the, that's the oh really? Yep. It's unfortunate that you have to self-censor though, isn't it? Well, I don't do that very much. I mean, <laughs> well, that's not true either. I do do that. I, I, I what I my best form of self-censoring is um, it goes back to if you can't say something kind about somebody, don't say anything at all. I yep. will not say a word. I was like, nope, I don't need to be a part of this conversation, which probably surprises a lot of my friends because they know I have a, they know I have opinions. I'm just not going to share them. But isn't that uh, not an option now? Silence is no longer an option, right? I mean, I've seen that all over the place, especially when it comes to this. Roe v. Wade thing. They go like, well, if you don't say anything, then you're then you're an enemy. You're on the bad side. Have you seen well, that? that? That goes back to if you if you're let's see, if you're not a part of the solution, you're part of the problem. Yeah, that's like the old '60s or '70s type rhetoric that used yeah. to fly out there. Yeah. So, so but but that's better true. That than, better than that than being put in what do they call them, the shaming circle. Uh, the uh, have you ever seen one of those? They have them. They go on, go on and look for them. They they would bring the old Chinese, the Confucian, Confucian, Confucian. Yeah, Conf the, Confucians. The, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Bring them in and shame them about the way Confucius was. You know, the one that kept them. Um, uh, what am I trying to think? That that made them a five thousand year civilization. Um, and they wanted to shame them and make them into the progressive thing that they have now. Whatever is over. In China. Well, isn't that isn't that what ends up happening though? I mean, shame is is another yet another powerful, powerful it's a very thing. powerful to us. Yeah. we talked about ostracizing last week. Yeah, but the 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 other component about that is is social shame. shame. Mm -hmm. But there's, so, but I was reading this book, uh, Humankind. I think I took, told you about it last time, and then it turned. It was great until it took a woke turn and started talking about how awesome communism is. But mm. then it started, they started. To, he started going on about how we've gone from survival of the fittest to survival of the shameless, right? So that people who are the more shameless people are, the more chances are that they gain attention, and the and the more chances that they become successful. Do you think that's true? I think we're yeah, we're there I now, right? That. Yeah. I do think we're there, um, but that's because it's not that shameless. It means that there are no consequences of shame. Right. They, now that I think about it, one of the, one of the social, that's one of the, the limits on social behavior is shaming, mm -hmm. which we, and you think about this, what the, um, remember the, um, or who are you to judge? Mm hmm. And they use it, and they use it against Christians all the time. It's uh, like uh, you that you that are without sin cast, cast the first stone. stone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Except when you go and actually look at that Bible, there's there's very little support that he actually said that. It's like an apocryphal story. It's funny how how many of these things are like that. Right. Yeah. Some of these things that like, for example, the 10,000 rule, our rule and the, like there's all these little nuggets that just kept 
keep getting repeated over and over and over and over again. And then when you go back to their original founding, you realize that they were completely wrong or something like that, or they were misquoted or or, or something was completely incorrect. It's, 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 it's kind of scary. We're going to get to hear your Star Trek next generation lore. There is a, there is an episode where Crusher and Picard are on a planet. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're tele- some something about the planet makes them telepathic. Yes, that's right. And she she he says, "Well, let's go over here." And she says, "Do you do that all the time?" <laughs> and he says, "What? You just pick one and just set it. Doesn't mean it's just." And, and I'm like, "This is absolutely the way it is. We don't know any better. You're just the first one to say it." That's right. So that's right. If you remember that one, that that's the best. I what I've seen that once, maybe. I saw it probably when it first came out, and I've never seen it again. But I remember that. And I said, "Yes, that's what leaders do. They pick a decision. It's not. It's not whether it's the right decision or not. It's a decision." Yep. So yeah, just go, just go in a direction. That's right. Any any direction is better. So this goes back. Um, uh, you remember the Abilene Paradox? The Abilene Paradox. I do not you, remember that. You never heard of the Abilene Paradox. I've never okay. heard of the Abilene Paradox. And you lived there. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. So I have a actual, I have a different interpretation. I think, what's his name? Something Baker. So the story, here's the story. The story is, is this guy goes to Coleman, Texas on a Sunday afternoon. He's there with his in-laws, I think. And he goes to, to, um, to Coleman, Texas, about 50 miles outside of Abilene, and it's a really small, I mean, it's not a really small town, but it's a small town in West Texas, maybe about 5,000 people, something mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. back then. This is back in the 60s. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you to look it up because he probably does it better. I think it's Jerry Baker. Uh, I think that's right. Anyway, the story is it's Sunday afternoon. And they all decide that they want to go. They they want to go to Abilene, and they want to go to Abilene to to go get Baskin Robbins ice cream, mm-hmm. I think. And they get there, and they decide, well, I wanted to go because you wanted to go. <laughs> and his but, thing is, is, is I'm, I'm probably not going to tell it right. His thing was is that. Um, that group decisions are like that. A lot of times, they just go along to get. They go along to get along. Yeah, that's basically what what he's trying to say. And the first person who sets the tone is right. where everyone goes. Which, but even though they didn't have a real desire to get ice cream, I think they get there, and they don't. You know, even they got what thirty four flavors. They didn't want. They didn't really want ice cream. <laughs> That's exactly them. right. Yeah, the first person to say, "Let's go to Baskin Robbins," you know, all yeah. of a sudden everybody's like, and that's part of mimetic theory too, where people go, "Oh, yeah," uh, you know, the, the people see, he, they picture it in their minds, and they go, "Yeah, I'll join along with that," but they right. won't, they don't, they never had a a preference to begin with, and then they get pushed over the edge by by someone who then so the tipping point. It's like the tipping yeah. point. But that's leadership, isn't it? Isn't that leadership? Like I if, think that. If, well, we're we're about to get to that. So, okay. Having lived in these small towns in West Texas, I said he's totally missed it. Mm-hmm. He's totally missed it. Any place is better than where you are. <laughs> Which is the way I think. The, the um, and I took that into liberalism. Is anything is better than what you have now? Mm. Anything is better, and that's not always true. But that's no. what, that. That's I, I. I remember writing back when I, I wrote a, an article in um, for our newspaper, and the way I did conservatives and, and liberals is uh, at the time is that they would rather build a new house than renovate an old house, mm-hmm. and that's the difference. Is conservatives they like to renovate old houses, and liberals uh, back in the day would rather build a new house because mm-hmm. and you and you think about what the underlying structure is is it's more expensive to renovate than it is to build a new one yeah and all the old problems of the old house are gone all mm-hmm. the new problems are going to show up oh for sure uh, 
for sure. But you don't, you forget that you get, you get that honeymoon period for like a very little short amount of time when everything is just perfect, hunky dory, no, no problems until the problems start coming out yep. because it's a house. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a complex machine. We don't think about them as machines. But I used to tell my my public speaking students, you know, what's what's the earliest form of technology you can think of? Mm-hmm. And they would, you know, telephone and all. And no, no, you need to think of house. Mm-hmm. A house is like mm-hmm. the earliest form of technology um, because we built it. And yeah. I, I could use stone tools and all that kind of stuff, but we built houses. Yeah, not a cave. Not a cave. A hut. You, you, <laughs> <laughs> you you put something you put you constructed it yeah some structure so yeah you didn't you didn't you built it from nothing I mean you, you straw or whatever you want to do yeah and te- so technology ever straw wood like, brick you know that kind yeah, of stuff you know same thing that the three little pigs used so <laughs> <laughs> so so. But it's interesting that you should say that because everyone knows that the happiness, I don't know, you're, you're probably familiar with this, the whole happiness index thing, right? They've they've analyzed people's happiness at certain levels in their lives when there's been a happy, like a good event and a bad, like a, a good event occurs, like you win a million dollars in a lottery mm-hmm. and a bad event occurs, you do, you, lo- you know, you lose a, an arm or a leg or a hand or something like that. So these good or horrible things happen. We have a dip in happiness in the horrible thing. We have a, a an escalation of happiness in the good thing, but then it's eventually it settles back down into that seventy percent range because you know the change made it made a, a momentary change in your happiness level. But then we all got back to it before, so it doesn't matter whether you're renovating or, or buying or, or creating a new new home or something like that. Your happiness level will always reset back to that same same thing so it doesn't really matter what you do to get there so i think they're, yeah. they're both right the conservative and the liberal are both right for themselves well, see that but that goes back that goes back to what you what you said about babylon 5. yeah it's it's it, and it kind of is kind of the same thing it's it's a deep underlying structure yeah is that is whether it's better to destroy and rebuild or or uh conserve and perfect that's basically what it is. It's destroying, rebuild, or conserving, perfect. Yeah. I I don't believe in perfect, so I don't like to construct and perfect, and I don't believe that anything is better than what I've got now. So. Yeah, and you know, nothing is ever perfect. I mean, what is it? Wabi oh, yeah. is the, the Japanese thing that, like, everything is imperfect, and you just yeah. have to live with the imperfections, and, you know, you even highlight the imperfections, because that, that'll te- that shows you that things are imperfect. But I do have things on the board today because you asked me to put things on the board last time. Okay, what are, what and, are we going to talk about? Today? I don't know. Have you, you? I mean, when I mentioned this last time, you said, oh, I'm not prepared. I'm not prepared. I'm probably I'm not gonna... prepared today either. But <laughs> at least my subconscious has probably worked on it a little bit. I don't know. Well, since, you're, since it's your birthday and you've probably been looking back over your life, the question no. was <laughs> – that's that's absolutely. That is the last thing out you're doing, right? The last thing you'd be um, was we were talking about how is your mind more open if you traveled more, and that was the question. And I I, I sent it to you, and you said, oh, I got to think about that. Put it on the board for next week. And I'm like, so here it is. Should we put it on the board for next week? No, no, no. <laughs> so let's let's go with it for a little bit. So okay. Where it goes with. Um, okay. The problem. The, the, I, what I should say there, we should have put a caveat on it because I've I've traveled not the entire country, but pretty close. Not there's there's still a few states I've not been to. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing: travel alone without interaction is basically sightseeing. And right. I'm a I'm a sightseer. I I I, I don't really understand people that go to absorb the culture or go to the you know, the coffee shops and all that kind of stuff. Cause that's not my inclination. That is actually unnatural for me to go to a coffee shop. Really? And, and yeah, I, I mean, not even the coffee is the coffee shop experience mm-hmm. and set and, and chit chat and all that. That's small talk. 
introvert hate small talk. Oh yeah, you're not a small talker. It. I forgot I'm, about that. I hate I hate that stuff. <laughs> but how I've do you learn how, how to do it? But I I really don't. It's not. I don't know what I don't know how to say it. It's it's. But isn't that the point of travel? Is to experience new things. So so that's the caveat we should have put in there is. Mm-hmm. Yes, you learn about. Uh, well, for example, when I went to New Jersey, in New Jersey, you don't pump your own gas. Yeah, that's at right. all. You, that's you, right. They have somebody comes in, so that was I had. I was totally unprepared for that. Yeah, no, there's no. <laughs> I was surprised about that too. <laughs> I'm like, and and there's no right. There's no left turns either. Everything is turned right. Mm-hmm. You you turn and then you then. You're, you don't turn left onto the highway, something like that, which is totally, you know, different. Yeah, I mean, it's different. Yeah, it's not it's not but, uh, difficult to to like get used to, but it is it's something it is different. It's different. It, yeah. it's, it's, so you're not able to do. And so now I, I think about it is that you're always you're always turning right. There should be more, more conservatives in New Jersey. Than <laughs> you'd, think. Than, uh, you'd think. You'd <laughs> think. So the the thing there is, I would go. So I would go to when I would travel around, and and le- if I was traveling on my own, most of my most of my destinations are not normally cities. Mm. The exception is San Francisco. San Francisco was a city was a city destination mm-hmm. uh, when I would because I love I love the area. I mean, I just I love San Francisco for a long time. I did. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I, I, Today's my birthday. When we're supposed to go to San Francisco. Oh, That's what happened? What I, Why didn't you? We, go? Well, I, I mentioned it. And we're both broke, so we can't go. <laughs> You're broke. Well, yeah. we're we're between paychecks, is what I oh, said. Oh, so. okay, okay. And with gas being where it is, with it's like okay. Oh I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. I got it a dollar ridiculous. in my pocket. I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna get very. Far well, let me know the dollar. next time you go. Maybe we can meet up in the city because then we can yeah. have like a in person oddly. Yeah, we haven't had we, one of those. Well, that's that's on that's on the plan. So she's got friends down there too. You're in Mountain View. I'm in San Jose. Sunny. Sunny you're in actually. You're actually in San Jose. Yeah, in the in the deeps, <laughs> the deep Silicon Valley. Oh, <laughs> that's not deep. That's a peripheral. Deep would be Sunnydale, Mountain View, and yeah. uh, what's uh, the other? It depends Palo Alto. on it depends on where you think the center of Silicon Valley is. Is it in Cupertino? Because that's where the Apple Ring is, yep. or is it in in downtown San Jose? Because that's where Zoom and Adobe and a no, lot of no, other no. companies those are, are. Those are those are come along Johnny come lately. And then you or is it City, which Packard. is Twitter? Well, like where's HP? Packard's garage at? Oh my God, Air, they're everywhere. Uh, I'm no, not no. sure exactly where they are right now. <laughs> no, no, no. Where the garage was? That's that's yeah. where it is. Yeah, yeah. I'm that's not sure where where is that Sunnyvale? I don't I know. know. I, I just know that there's a bunch of garages in there. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna things. have to see now. I'm gonna have to look that up. I, okay. There's like Steve Jobs's garage, which yeah. is I think in uh, in Los Altos or something like that, or or somewhere on the peninsula. But I'm not sure, quite sure where the HP, where where the HP garage is. But anyway, yeah, I get I get your point. But yeah, I'm kind of. <laughs> Ground it's Silicon zero. Valley. They call it. They call S- San Jose's motto is the capital of Silicon Valley. Well, so, yes, but that doesn't mean it's the. It's not Silicon Valley. No, it's no, I'm with you. I'm with you. So, yeah, I'm with you. Anyway, um, <laughs> let's travel, see. Travel. So travel. It says. Pa- it says Palo Alto. It's in Palo okay. Alto. Yeah, that's the depths. So that's yeah, the HP that garage. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Three sixty seven Addison Avenue in Palo Alto. Okay. Yeah. That is the. Uh, all right. Gotcha. So no, I'm not where. I'm not. I'm not near Palo Alto. It's too expensive to live around there. That's ridiculous. <laughs> They're selling shacks there for two million dollars. Or more. Or more. Or yeah. More. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you're saying travel doesn't broaden the mind, or it, it does, but certain like, kind of travel. It, it, so you you get to see like the infrastructure. Um, and that's for me. That's what I'm. A lot of stuff that I'm seeing. Is, for example, another one. I was traveling in the West. I was tra- I was traveling by car in Utah, mm-hmm. and you would run across the Indian Nation. Mm-hmm. You know, you kind of know it, but you don't see on the sign is Ute 
these are this is the Ute Nation, then you run into the Navajo Nation, and you run into some some one of the other nations. Yeah, and you just don't you just don't think about it. I yep. mean, you kind of know it, but you don't you don't really it's true. see it. It's and true. so that's that's the kind of stuff that I've run into is the infrastructure because that's what I experienced. The people, I don't really. The only thing I will say that I've ever really noticed about a populace is the different, the San Francisco on the street in San Francisco, you might as well be walking around with a bunch of automatons. <laughs> you know, they don't, there's like, how, how are you doing? No, that doesn't happen. But that, that's just you, the straight up big city attitude, isn't it? It is. It is. But then you get into the bars and the coffee shops. Oh my Lord. These people never shut up. So you go into bars and coffee shops in big cities, but you don't go to bars and coffee shops in little towns. You, well, you don't until after the sun goes down. Okay. <laughs> well, that's the bars. No, but that's right. Bars and coffee shops in in San Francisco and in, in, in this whole area are like that. Like you go in there and all you can hear is people chattering about something. Yeah. Right? There's lots of talk. Well, that's, the, that's true. I mean, let me think about that. At certain times of the day, that's that was true with within the Starbucks thing, mm, mm-hmm. and even going back to, to um, when I was in high school, one of our drugstore was the local, like the local coffee shop. That's where the the coffee clash, the first coffee clash I remember was these guys. They took the same booth every like twice a day. I think they're a bunch of farmers. They get together. They do something, they'd come back and they'd get together mm-hmm. and they'd go out and do something and they'd come back later in the day to see what they'd done. I don't mm. know what it So it's just was like a first... social gathering. It is. Yeah. It's a, mm. It was the first, co- you know, we didn't call it a clash because we didn't know what that was, but it was men getting together to discuss the the things of the day. Yep. And, um, and you know, Starbucks like capitalizing on that but you don't have that core group that you know this group is the group that holds this other social interaction all together mm-hmm. it's there may be a whole bunch of them but you don't know where you don't know where it is you have to go i think this is i get you have to investigate it and go several times before you see who the regulars are right i know from working in the bars that there are regulars nearly every bar has regulars there are people there that every time the, the thing opens, this is this is true even with the stripper bar. Yeah. Regulars, every you knew they were going to be there because that was their social interaction. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that for me, that's not necessary because I've moved so much. I don't have, I mean, you're the best, you're, you're the closest thing to a coffee clutch I have and we do it every week. <laughs> but we don't do because, it every day. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I can't imagine doing it every day. I can't imagine doing something like that every day. It's just, it's just, it's just too much, isn't it? it I mean, at some point, I mean, I guess. I mean, we're, because, we repeat. We're we're doing the history rhymes thing. We get close to doing the same topic, but it's a different take on the topic. Well, here's the here's the thing about it is that I mean, I think this happens for with everybody. So, like anybody who's any in any kind of social group, you have to spend time away from that social group so that you have things Something to discuss to bring, back to, it. Yep. to bring back to the group, right? Because if you're spend it's kind of like couples who've been together forever and they spend all of their time together. You know, what do they talk about? Eventually, they don't have anything to talk about because they've both experienced no the same idea. things. The only thing, the closest I can, I, I can say I can do that. My, I talk to my sister once a week, yeah. usually. Yeah. Uh, is uh, is Rose, but Rose and I are basically she, she's she's been sick for the last week. She had a an infection of her jaw. Mm. Uh, she of a, a salivary salivary gland, salivary, you know, mm. whatever. So saliva is infected, and so she her jaw would hurt. So we're sitting there watching church after we got through church on Sunday. She goes and she starts talking. She like talks for five minutes straight. I'm like, I know you're feeling better because you talk five minutes without <laughs> saying a word, you know, without without taking a break. And I said, so I know you're, in, I know you're on your way to recovery. So, and, so answering the question was. Yes, but you have to interact with people. Is that correct? You do. You do have to enter. You have to interact. 
with more than infrastructure. Mm -hmm. uh, and that, that include, I mean, there, for a long time, I would go to museums. And one of my, I still like going to museums, but they're not art museums. I, I, I like them on a, um, uh, I, I, pros, I guess I like art museums more than history museums. Mm -hmm. You know, you know what I'm talking about. The dip, the this this displays of art, yeah, or artistic things. Versus, it's more more of a gallery as opposed right, to a museum. Yeah, right. More than um, uh, a little room that's encapsulated the way the people lived back in the 1920s or something like that. Yeah, uh, I, it's interesting one time, and mm -hmm. there's no, I don't need to see it again. So. Um, but art galleries, after I finally figured out, go to art galleries because I believe art is is trying to express some philosophical concept that you can do. There's, uh, I'm thinking now of going to an art museum. I think it was in St. Louis. Well, that's why I was saying the best I, kind of art. The best kind of art is something that allows the viewer to interpret it. And, well, the expression. So yeah. this is one, it was two paintings, and one of them was a, a, a field, I don't remember what the background field was, but there was a red dot on some other color, and then right next to it was a blue dot um, on some other color, and you stared at them long enough, and then you would look away there would be yellow you would be able to see yellow yeah in yeah, your yeah, eyes yeah you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. so after i learned to do to look at art that way okay i would look at it and see what the underlying what they're what the message they were trying to convey right and that you're right about the interpretation but they're also you know you'd saturate your rods so much that whenever you the other color would emerge well i know that is once again, it's all in your mind. Mm -hmm. It's all you're seeing that yellow. That yellow does not exist out in out in objective reality. It's all in your head. That's right. And it's that's a, right. It was a good lesson to, re, to remind me of doing that. But you, that's the kind of I like to, that kind of art is go and look at that kind of stuff. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that kind of stuff as well. So something that is that's something that's challenging, challenging, and not so obvious. Right, and yeah. you, so, so one of them, I think, uh, I, I think Exploratorium helped me a, a great deal. Because oh, yeah, I, yeah, 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 definitely. I, and I haven't been there in a long time, but that I hope they've changed this. But there's a lot of them that are still in my mind, even after probably been... Well, the Exploratorium has moved, right? You know, they're at the pier now. They, they moved from their old location over... Oh, at, really? No, yeah. I'm glad you told me. Yeah, so they, they used to be over near uh, the Palace of Fine Arts, right? Right. And now they've taken over one of the piers. Um, I forget oh, which so... pier it is. But yeah, they're in a pier now. So they moved all the exhibits to that new to that pier. And I haven't been there since... The, this, is, this was a while back. This is a number of years ago that they moved. So if you do decide to go back to the Exploratorium, don't go so to the Palace of Fine Arts because <laughs> they yeah, ain't there yeah, anymore. Guess where we're going to meet up when we go to San Francisco? At the Exploratorium, of course. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I love that. You know what I loved about the Exploratorium is that it's it was like it it's such a retro experience because it feels like all the exhibits are from a time before when we didn't have to coddle everybody, right? That things have edges and you could get hurt, right? And that's that's the kind of stuff I really love because it's kind of like, why does this have to be so sanitized for everybody? It's just, we, we, we've turned into a, a, a race of, you know, bubble people or something like that. We have to protect everyone from everything so much that nobody can take any kind of risks anymore or, or do anything new and different and interesting. It's just, it just drives me crazy. That's why I love seeing those kind of exhibits because it's kind of like, you know, here's there. I like there. I think there was something there was something that had like a hard edge on it, and they just had to, people had just had to stay away from it. I'm like, well, you know, if that was one from today, they put like plastic on it and keep you like ten feet away from it. And anyway, I'm just ranting, but go go on. Uh, well, <laughs> so you're 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 making this because I think I'm a risk averse person. Mm -hmm. except when i'm on vacation and mm -hmm. now then i'm like parasailing 
uh, zip lining. I haven't <laughs> done bungee cord. I don't think I'll ever do bungee cord. I, I don't. I, but you know, I will take that kind of stuff. I will do, and I will. The other side of that, going back to the exploring side of um, of travel, that's that's the other side. I will do the exploring side, but that has happened because GPS. I know I can get back to where I need to be. Back in the day when I, I would I would I would I would go to Dallas and write down all the intersections that I had to turn at. So that I and so, so that you didn't I would, have to stop and ask for directions? Well there are places in Dallas you don't want to stop and ask for yeah, directions. Yeah, yeah. And there were there's one place in Dallas where I had an actual um uh three fifty seven Magnum sitting on the seat. And I'm yeah. like why am I even thinking this? I'm not, I, I've never shot anybody. I'm not, I mean, I'm not that great a shot anyway with a pistol. Yeah. Back then I was a, a much better shot with rifle, which my, I'm, this is, is in your head. It's, you think you're going to be Marshall Dillon, but you're not, you're going to probably have, you're going to be the one that they grab the gun and turn it around and back on you. Yeah. That's yeah. That, which reminds me of a movie. If you haven't seen it, what is it? Uh, it's uh, let me see if I can find it again. It's uh, Gerard Butler and Jamie Foxx and a law-abiding citizen. A law-abiding citizen. Mm-hmm. That it's sounds free good. Free on streaming. Yeah, it, it's Rose said, "Man, this has got you on the edge of your seat," and it does. It is a very tense movie. Well, I do like Gerard Butler. He's he's a good actor. And this one that's been because he. I, I think they were still building a. This is like 2009, I think. Oh, pre-woke what? times. My favorite yeah. times. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> pre, way, way before that. So. Well, have you seen the new uh, Maverick yet? No, I, hear, I haven't. I hear, I hear it's not woke. I, I hear this. I hear this. I've not. heard that too. Which so is I, why, I'm, why it got a billion dollars in sales or something like that. Probably something like that. <laughs> and and it, so Rose doesn't like um, Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. I have I find I found out that I I must like him because nearly every film he's ever done I've seen it except for Mission Impossible, and I saw the first one and I thought oh this is so hokey I'll never see another one and he's got like six or seven out there now I think I've seen maybe the first one and the third or fourth one like that well, they're pretty, never, they're actually pretty good yeah I, yeah. I, the first one is I like when he leaped from a car to a moving train or something. Okay, I'm not gonna. That's that's yeah, or that he fly flies a helicopter into a tunnel or something like that. Something <laughs> like, like that, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. And I'm like, uh, it was the tunnel. It, they were they were he was going yeah. into the tunnel and yeah, he was on the 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 train. He flew the helicopter in or something. Like that. It was so over the top. I went, yeah. oh man. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, yeah. They broke the they broke the um, the um, what do they call it the veil of disillusion. Uh, uh, there's a there's a certain term that you use when you go you go watch oh, a suspension movie. of disbelief. That's the one. The yeah, yeah. They broke. Uh, okay, this is unbelievable. When he broke it, I'm like, oh man, I can't believe yeah. this. Yeah, and that was the, that's really I think that was the last one I paid to go see was that one. Now I've seen they, one of them on TV, but I've never seen. I've never they seen have been, to go see them. They, they're they're actually pretty good. They actually did a pretty good job. I mean, they're not really that true to the original series because it made me after I watched a couple of those, I thought, oh, I got to go back and watch the original series. And the original series is really good. It's very slow moving though compared to what you see today for, for, oh, for today's for today's audiences. I mean, anything from that era is like, oh my God, where's the next explosion? What's just ha- like, why isn't this happening yet? Blah, blah, blah. You've so. been programmed, my friend. You've been programmed. They work on you. Oh, no, no, I can, I'm okay with it. I'm just saying that, uh, you know, it's like. All they, those they, jump they cuts. The, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they got to keep it, they got to keep the action flowing. <laughs> well, it's not even that. Um, um, is they, It's like a four second, it's something like a, it's like a beat. It's what they call a beat. Yeah, it's the camera clicks and it, it's, it comes. I think it comes from episodic TV to keep the attention span there. Mm-hmm. Is they cut cameras? This is why they have the three camera setup. Yeah. So they the you see the director like snapping, snapping, snapping to, yeah. for the cuts. 
Yeah. And that I think that is our intention to keep us glued to the set. Because right. you watch those slow moving things. Yeah, you're exactly right. It's like you what we what we I had we had I made Rose watch North by Northwest not too long ago. Mm-hmm. One of my absolute favorite movies. Because mm-hmm. um it's it's just a really it's quoted so often. You if you watch the movie you have, there's scenes in it that are quoted in other movies. Yeah. And if you don't know that then you're you're you don't you don't you just go buy it you you don't you don't pay any attention to it mm. but there there it's there for a reason and you if you know that then you, you're a you're a literate film watcher yeah other than that it's just you're just watching a film but yeah. if you're a literate film watcher you know that they're quoting from this and this and this and this yeah yeah and I've it's I've a, got it I just haven't had a chance to finish watching it yet I started watching it. Which one? North by Northwest. It's, it's you haven't there. finished. You can. You mean you couldn't finish it? <laughs> no, it's not that I couldn't finish it. I just ran out of time. I'd like my the time slot that I had uh, allocated to watch it just ran out on me. So I I'll watch it this week for sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> How far did you get? Uh, I don't know. The first couple of scenes. That's about it. That's I don't know what it? happened. Yeah. It's like I was expecting to have like an hour, uh, some time to watch it, and then it, I just it just ran out on me. So uh, okay. I got it. I'll I'll, I'll 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 make some time for it because I really do want to watch it. It's a it's a it's one of the better. It's a better Hitchcock. It's one of the better ones. Mm, mm. So well, it's not it's not a uh, is it a th- it's a thriller, right? Is it yeah. a thriller? Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's a thrill. Nice. Uh, I don't think you'd call it an action movie, but it. it if you, it's almost always you will always see the scene where um, Terry Grant's being chased by the biplane. Mm-hmm. That's almost the, the one that you see all the time. Right. There, and the, uh, if you never see it, but you hear them talk about it every once in a while in film, is that they had a chase scene on Mount Rushmore, mm. and they had to reconstruct it because Mount Rushmore wouldn't let them do it live. So they had to reconstruct it. <laughs> they reconstructed it. So. And it's a it's a it's a fairly good scene. So yeah. Yeah, I'm getting to, to a point where I just I, I almost can't watch anything recent because it's just too much CGI, and I, and I get to the point. I mean, I don't understand how some people can can see can watch CGI and go, oh look, they're really in peril, right? Yeah. Because there's so much. It's like oh yeah, well that's all CGI or it's all CG. So, I mean, how can anybody be in actual peril? So it's really difficult for me, you know, to 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 so actually feel like for the, the characters. So, so how did you, how did, how did, well you, this is where your suspension of disbelief have to go out. Yeah, is you you have to believe that the dinosaurs are chasing them. Yeah, you know, and and I was telling uh, that somebody asked me if I'd seen the lady. I think Rose said, "Have you seen the Jurassic Park?" And I said, "I've never seen any of them." Yeah, I never wanted to go see any of those. Yeah, uh, first of all. I believe that you know. I, I believe that once you get it in your head, you can't get it out. Mm-hmm. And one of those was The Exorcist. Yeah, that got in my head, and I and it lasted for a while mm-hmm. um, because I couldn't get it out. The, the the images you just couldn't brush them off. Yeah, and these things, even though I know they're fake, doesn't matter. Your mind, your subconscious, does not know that. Yep, yep, that's right. Well, that's a, that's what I think. I said that once. Uh, is that people can't really d- differentiate between real and virtual experiences right. in in the future, right? And somebody uh, somebody was disagreeing with me online and said, "Well, you know, this is terrible. I can't believe you're telling people to do a virtual experience instead of a real experience." I said, "But that's true, isn't it? I mean, they're selling virtual experiences on Amazon. You can pay seventy bucks to have a three-hour tour of Paris, where." Uh, you can see people, you can talk to people, they can't see you, but they, they actually drive you around. You know, it's like being in like a, a mobile Zoom truck or something like that. They drive, ride you around, they answer your questions, and you know you can take a virtual tour for 70 bucks. And I'm like, you know, if, it, if the tour is good enough, then years from then, you could say you visited Paris, right? I mean, it is, mm-hmm. memory, memory is malleable but like that, right? It, but... Then you're, it's like Rose, Rose doesn't want to take a cruise 
ship that goes on the water. First of all, she doesn't know how to swim or she can't swim. Okay. And um, let's see. Uh, so, but they go to the ports of calls. She can't. So there's a lack of freedom. There's part of that not. You mm-hmm. go on the paddle boats. She's yeah, but it's more you you're you have stops during the day. You, you know, I'm like somebody's. Huh? Uh, uh, next door neighbors walking around the house. So uh, that distracted me. What I was thinking is you're talking about you're talking about like riverboats, right? Yeah. The difference between riverboats and ocean-going cruises mm-hmm. is that you you travel at night. See, well, I I tend to do that at anyway, even though I'm missing a whole lot of. That way, I can spend more time in my in my chosen locale. Mm-hmm. I'll get there, and that'll usually be within the first day that I first part of the part of the day I'm there, and I'm usually there most of the day, and then I'll load up in the car and and travel at night, which you know like. One two o'clock in the morning before I finally settle down, I'll be there until about eight or nine in the next morning. Which so there's a guy on YouTube that teaches you how to travel where you don't go to hotels. Oh, like, how do you do that? I, I need to send the link to you. I need to I, I need to brush up on. They they have things where they they have on Amazon uh, inflatable mattresses that you put in the back seat of your car. Really. Yes, and I'm like, I don't need to have. I don't if I can do this and not have to pay for a motel. I don't need because I'm, you know, I'm I'm there. I'm there. I, sometimes I take a shower. Sometimes I don't. I'm not a shower every day kind of guy. I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like if I need. And a this shower, is I'll so you don't need actually need of an RV. No, no need. I don't need. No, no. You you go in your car, and the he he says. He talks about where to park, but the other thing he said that gave me a really good idea, and said, he said, join the 24-hour gym thing, and then you go there, you take a shower, and that, that's how you do it. Well, yeah, that's huh. what that's what homeless people do. <laughs> yeah, that would be me. If you're not having a hotel, I would be that my car would be my but the, I mean, the thing is, is that just because homeless people do it doesn't mean it's a bad idea. I think it's a great idea. I mean, in fact, if you think about some other countries, like, like some really highly populated asian countries they have places to live where there are no there are no bathroom facilities you have to just go to uh like a gym or a place where you can use those kind of facilities right um so there are i mean if you think about it those kind of things you only need for you don't need that for an extended period of time you only need it for when you're using it right Right. so do we really need to build homes with bathrooms when the, if there's a bathroom nearby, or if there's a shared bathroom that can be used, I mean, there's plenty of ways. Uh, I think I would shared bathroom. Hmm. Well, I haven't mean... seen what what. Uh, well, so let me tell you, as I, when I used to work in a bar, mm-hmm. we we what we would hear all the time is, "Hang on, my niece is wishing me happy birthday." <laughs> You're such a popular guy. I know. Like, hundreds and hundreds of people are lining up to wish you happy birthday. And hundreds the buses. of buses. I think Bus. we're at, I think we're at uh, 97 the last time I checked. Oh, nice. Congratulations. You Thank got you, higher yeah. numbers than me. That's for sure. Well, that's because <laughs> I've got probably I've probably got more people on my friends list who I don't most of them I don't even know anymore. And I'm so so um, far down in the uh, the algorithm now that most of them I don't even see anymore. And I mean, I'm like, oh, I haven't seen. I got a I got a birthday wish from somebody I hadn't even seen her on my feed in probably a year and a half or two years. Wow. Yeah. So that's that's something. Um, yeah. So we were talking about shared bathrooms. Like you wouldn't want to live in a place with no, shared bathrooms. No, working in bars. What I what I was heard. Is the girls' bathroom is the worst, and I've I've actually seen really what it looks like. Oh yeah, this is bad. Those those women are. I mean, we go stand pee and leave. Yeah, they have to wipe everything, and they're they was like. Eh. <laughs> but women are so delicate and nice, you know, the sugar and spice. 
another lie the Kabbalists told us. <laughs> but Have what is said, a what is a woman? Hang on what? a minute. <laughs> what? What? You're bothering me. What do you want? Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. Thank you, John. Get a live a birthday greeting during the show. Yeah, I, I love it. Yeah, I got a live birthday greeting. My window's open. He's like screaming right through the screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. So um, there are a couple of uh, – um, so we've talked about MGTOW, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. so there are a couple – most of them are not on, on YouTuber, but there are – Not anymore, now, right? They've been, they've been kicked yeah, they off. Don't, so what they – if they're actually put MGTOW, I'm pretty sure they're banned or, or filtered or something like that. But there are a couple of guys who go in there and do reaction videos to TikTok girls. <laughs> That's got to be hilarious. It is pretty funny. Oh, it's, man. It's, it's because these, these women are, I guess, what I don't, they don't think of, uh, of a global audience. And I'm pretty sure that th these guys like replay the TikTok thing, and there's, they will comment on the entitlement of them. yeah, yeah. Well, it's like and lives it, of TikTok. It's amazing the, yeah, the kind of dumb shit that people do on TikTok. It's like and they I, think I guess I need to watch that a little bit more. I know what it is, <laughs> but I haven't really seen a lot of it because I'm not I'm not on YouTube. I mean, I'm not on Twitter like I used to be. I, I think I could still do searches. Yeah, and all that kind of stuff, but I haven't really spent a lot of time doing that. Um, yeah. If it doesn't show up on, um, maybe they're on Twitter or Instagram. I forget which one is it. Lives but, on TikTok. But we don't know what what is a woman. <laughs> uh, Did you watch that? I I've, I've watched I've watched part of it. I'm a, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm like you in North by Northwest. Um, but there's a, there's the uh, I think this is a Roe v. Wade that one of the one of the ladies I follow. I don't know if you if we ever talked about her name is Tracy Beans with a Z. Mm. Um, she was a she's a decoder of Q and all this other stuff. And mm -hmm. he's posting again, by the way. I don't know if you caught that or not. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, her name is Tracy Beans, and I think it's DC Undercover or Undercover DC or something like that. Right. But she was reading through the Roe v. Wade decision, mm -hmm. and they defined a woman in there. Yeah. And I will try to, if I can find They really link. did? Yes, they did. <laughs> She's got an article about because that's what she likes. She likes to do trial transcripts and all that. That's what she does. That's yep. her thing. And so, if you're if you're confused about what's going on in some kind of trial that needs more visibility than it's getting, she's a good one to go to because that's what she loves to do. Well, I think the funny the, the whole the whole joke about it is that have we have we really come to this? Have we really come to this point when reality is so warped for some people that you it's actually have been warped, Chris. that you actually have to define something that's so basic and so common and yes, so absolutely. obvious is it's 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 like we are a you know human beings are a what are the bisexual species what is it what the bipolar but what is it the one where it's like we're made we are male and female right that's that's what yeah. human beings are right and it's like there's lots of other animals out there i mean most of the most of the you know natural mam them, yeah. ma mammals most mammals are also you know male and female this is, but see yeah. that's the thing is they will they will say most are but then they always highlight the ones that aren't but why why should they why, Here, why do well, they the it's like it's a microscopic percentage yes. of outliers it's not but common it is it it's let me see how i'm gonna say this is to show that if there if there's an opening is to, is to create a precedent saying that there are probably more trans people or more bisexual or more gay people because they they found it in nature it right. may be a minuscule number but the fact that they do they explode 
they blow it up. They they amplify it. Well, yeah, that's why all of these things are amplified. There is right. there there. It's a tiny little percentage of the population, but for some reason, it seems like a higher percentage because that's what they're amplifying. So, and, what if they're creating a market? Hmm. Now, I mean, in a purely capitalist way, you know, they're creating a market and they're only going to buy if they, from certain, uh, let's say a gay man only buys a certain uh, brand of clothing mm. or brands, maybe, mm -hmm. maybe not brand. You know, they don't, Levi's are too utilitarian and Wranglers are too conservative, whatever. So they, that's where the skinny skinny jeans came on that infected all the rest of them. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have a friend of mine that is, is pretty heterosexual as far as I can tell, but he bought into the skinny jeans thing. Mm -hmm. like, really? Well, if you're to... skinny. <laughs> yeah, well, he's skinny enough, but I'm, I'm still like, really? You want jeans that tight? Why don't you wear leggings? <laughs> No, 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 no leggings on men. No thanks. <laughs> there's a there's a thing out there with Tom Tom Selleck as Magnum, and yeah. it says this is the proper length of shorts for men, and it's it's back in the 1980s <laughs> when we used to wear you know like uh, um, my favorite pair of shorts back then were were uh, rugby shorts. Yeah, like because they're really short. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> And a half inches or something like that. Not cargo shorts. Not cargo shorts. Which I I like cargo shorts, but I do remember wearing those shorts, I, and I was totally fine with wearing them. Oh man! Well, it was the eighties. Yeah. Skin was in. <laughs> Did you? Uh, you know, Night Rider. Have you? Night Rider is on uh, Netflix. Uh, friends of ours were talking about how they were. They were. They were. They were surfing around Netflix and they found Night Rider, you know, from 1982. Mm -hmm. Do you remember Night Rider? I know. I never watched it. Uh, I mean, I'm like, I know who Kit is and Hasselhoff. I know him. It was uh, so mainly, cheesy. Yeah, uh, and what's his name is something Daniels was the voice because he's got a very distinctive voice. I would recognize yeah. it in the movies. Yeah, William yeah. Daniels yeah. or something like that. Yeah, but as far as the um, the I'm trying to think of what's his name. It was kind of like the Pretender. You remember mm -hmm. the Pretender? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, kind of like that, but it was like a super secret organization was putting together somebody who was going to go out and rewrite the world or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and of course, you know, the, in the very first episode, he falls asleep at the car, and the car takes over. So it's like autonomous vehicles. So it's like they, mm. predict, they predicted Tesla 40 years ago. <laughs> Pre predictive programming, exactly what we want this. So I use Kit as a predictive programming for the exactly, rest of it. Exactly, exactly. And you know what? I'm, I can't believe this, but I forgot to mention the other thing that was on the list that we were going to talk about, and then we only have seven minutes left, so I don't know if we can. What's, we what was squeeze it? it in? The caste system. Do we still have a caste system here? Even though that one of the whole points of America was busting it up. It's still here. We, we, yeah. we talked about that. Uh, we talked about that with the, uh, the, the incident about the housekeepers in the hospital. Yeah. And the nurses. I do. Yes, I do believe we do. We still it, have one, but it's, it's a different it, one. It's, it's there. And it's, but it's not as, as it, from what I understand, the caste system in India is not, it's not, you're born into it and you're going to stay there. Yeah. Yeah. But what here is, is once you're, you're pigeonholed, it's really hard to get out of it. It's yeah. really, it's, once you get there, it's really hard to, well, what do you do? Well, I mean, it's, they want to pigeonhole you. Well, I have, I'm retired. That's, that's what I say now. But back when I was working, I worked I worked as a contractor for NASA mm -hmm. or with NASA or at NASA or something. And even then, even then, I remember I didn't really the NASA employees didn't like the way I said it. It's like I'm a contractor to NASA or something. Well, we think you're with us. No, I'm not with you because I there are certain meetings I cannot go to. Yeah. 
yeah, there's certain things as a contractor that you cannot do. Right. And, yeah. and you, as a contractor, you don't make any decision. Mm. That's the theory. Yeah. That's not true, but you have to be persuasive in, in, and my thing, my thing was, is I've, uh, I've, I've centered in on risk management and projects. And the reason I did that is because I could look at them and say, yep, that risk is, that's a project level risk. Yep. That's, that's, you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. The agency should take care of it, but they're not going to, and it's going to happen to you. Now, what are you going to do? Yeah. You end up <laughs> working, doing it in the like, air. <laughs> their eyes would get like saucers and I say, yeah, that's, that's why there is no agency risk. Yeah. If they don't mitigate it, you've got to, you're going to deal with it. So, yeah. but you're right. I mean, pe- people do throw you into a category and they say, this is where you are and they like right. seeing you there. So when you try to bust out of it or do something different, they, they, they push against it, right? They mm-hmm. keep, they want to keep you in that role. So it, I mean, do we can we ever get away from that, or we, well, we're so, just okay. used to seeing people the way they are, right? So the the metaphor is to wear a lot of a lot of different hats. But how how often do you actually change your hat? A mm. real literal hat. Do you right. wear one? Yeah. I mean, go back to my picture uh, with the with the with the steel not the steel hand, it's not actually an aluminum helmet, but the old um, the old um, uh, safety helmet. And it's a metaphor. I mean, it's it's a hardworking metaphor, but it's also a metaphor because it 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 goes back to my history. I actually worked with guys that wore those things. Mm-hmm. Um, I was young enough, and mine was plastic. But I I worked with the old driller rig um, rig hands that wore the metal helmets. Mm-hmm. So I wanted something that tied to my past, but I also conveys a certain a certain level of work mm-hmm. and a certain F, um, what am I trying to say? Credibility that goes with it. So you, if you want to change your, your persona, put on a different hat. It really does make a difference. I really, really do believe that. Yeah. Mm. Because people see but you it, as something other than, other than you are. So, yeah. So, but the, the thing was when that thing came in, so you have to get over the being the silly one with a different because that helmet when i would wear it to conferences or stuff i knew i mean i people knew it was me because it was the only one mm-hmm. there was nobody else so you're going to be the unique person yeah by wearing something like that but and that sounds I'm, that sounds totally against your personality to be it is to stick totally out like that <laughs> but this also goes with my communication because this is what i you know why are you? Why do you keep calling yourself an introvert? I said you're getting to see me after 25 years or 30 years working on it. Yeah. 30 years now. Yeah. I've been working on this for 30 years, and this is what you're getting to see. So, you know, back when I started, that I would there's I can remember when I was working in the, in the bar, and the, the uh, Mo Betta shirts came out with uh, Garth Brooks, the big bold cowboy shirts, mm-hmm. like really bold. Man, the first one of those I wore, I thought I was going to die mm-hmm. because it was so outside of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just a shirt, you know. It's just a shirt. What's the big deal? And you have to, you have to, you have to really train your mind that it is just, it's just a thing, you know. It's all this stuff is your imagination, mm-hmm. you know. And, and if anybody says anything, was well, I thought I'd just give it a try. So it is possible to change to become an extrovert. You, you, you've, uh, no, done, you've done was, that over time. I, what I would say is I've learned to be more extroverted. But at my basic, uh, I think I told you this when we were in Lake Tahoe, everybody wanted to know why I was not having conversations with all these people. I was just sitting there watching. That's my natural in, inclination in a big group is to watch. I sit and listen. Right, and I I will talk to you, but you've got to you've got to almost be dedicated to talk to me. I don't really join in group discussions too much. Okay, and so that that's my natural. And this family is like extroverted. So once know, you're e you're an like, e or an i, then you're definitely an e or an I, th- I. I think that's true, but in many ways, um, because it's deep. It's it's a deeper thing than I would have thought 
until I experienced it, experienced it for a long time. Right. Um, I mean, I, I knew something wasn't right back in the late eighties and, and I knew that I needed to be more communicative, which is why I chose my degree. But I, I, I still, to this day, I read more psychology than I do communication studies. Wow. And I will have to go. I'm sorry. <laughs> Happy birthday, man. Have a Thank great you. day. It's, uh, you know, I wish I could buy you a beer or something like that, but uh, I don't drink. When, when we get buy together, okay, I'll we'll buy you a soda a, or we'll whatever. A I don't know. Tea. We'll have a glass of tea. <laughs> All right, sir. Have a good All one. All right, Chris. Thank you. Talk to you later. Bye. To be continued on the next episode of Oddly Incorrect.